0: Hi, I'm Stuart Spinks and welcome to episode 274 of my podcast beekeeping short and sweet it's been an interesting week to say the least we're in the middle of an autumn heat wave and I've had my trip to the heather moors to discover whether or not I have a crop of honey in return for all of my efforts stay tuned to hear how I got on short and sweet a beekeeping podcast for the inquisitive beekeeper with a short attention span a beekeeper in fact just like me hi everyone welcome back to my podcast this week clear blue skies are the overriding feature as i look out of the office window not a cloud in the sky overnight temperatures somewhere between fully baked and sweltering and without air conditioning, it's been another fairly uncomfortable night's sleep. The September heatwave continues, and I'm recording this on the day of publishing to Patreon. That's Sunday, the 10th of September, and we're due for another day or two of these extremely hot weather days. All somewhat late for any kind of forage or honey crop here in Norwich, but it does mean colonies have had a period of warm weather. Where brood can develop well without the need for bees to cluster tightly around it for warmth as we have in previous years. Currently, today's highest temperature is forecast to be somewhere around 31 degrees Celsius. That's something like 88 degrees Fahrenheit and seems somewhat extreme to me here in Norfolk at this time of the year. This week, I've really not been up to much as my focus has been fully on the colonies that are sat in the middle of the heather moors in North Yorkshire. As I've said previously, this is my first time with bees on a heather moor and every day seems to throw up a new learning experience for me, whether it be physically with the bees or maybe driving off-road in the wilds of the heather peat bogs and dirt tracks of North Yorkshire it's been a fun but tiring week and I'd like to share it with you today. First off I had to get the truck fixed the turbo was replaced and that all seemed to go well with just one minor delay in getting some kind of new pipe and fixing kit for it While I awaited for the replacement turbo completion I spent my time preparing to travel to the heather A bit of a camping expedition was my plan. I have spoken to other bee farmers who drive up to their bees on the heather, have a day's work, sleep in the cab of their truck and then drive back the following day. For me this just doesn't feel like a comfortable way of doing things and having the simplest of sleeping arrangements in a tent seems far more attractive to me. I even have a portable shower. Probably won't share too much more information on that. So, making lists and packing camping gear was the order of the day for the early part of the week, along with delivering a couple of honey orders using the family car. Camping is fine, but there is a fairly long list of things you need to have, especially if you're kind of wild camping. I wasn't actually in the middle of nowhere and there are towns fairly close by but it's not a campsite with facilities and an on-site shop so the equipment list needs to cover off as many eventualities as possible otherwise it's time wasted driving to the local shops. There was an immediate challenge in that Steph and Marley were not able to come along this time so I was going to be working and camping alone which isn't a problem but does throw up a few additional challenges. On a very serious note, working alone in the middle of nowhere and in some fairly accidents waiting to happen type of locations is not something to take lightly. I don't want to get all health and safety on this but the risks needed to be identified and managed. It's how you avoid them in the first place after all. I travelled north on Wednesday. The truck was fixed and worked exactly as it should. That was a blessing. I had another borrowed trailer from the nice people at Norfolk Trailers. We're still waiting for the 14-footer trailers to come into stock, so they're still happy to lend me a trailer. This time, it was a triple-axle plant trailer. An interesting bit of kit, to say the least, but actually, it turned out just fine for what I needed. More of that in a bit. Upon arrival at the moors I was so excited that I had to drive straight up to the hives and see what was going on. I had spoken to the head gamekeeper about how things were and he reported that the bees had been very active whenever he had been past them. Well that all seemed encouraging I would say. The hives are located about a 100 metres off the dirt track that runs through the estate. Conveniently there's a small hard standing area where I can pull off the track to allow for any other traffic to get past without blocking it. Obviously there's not a great deal of traffic here, mostly sheep I would say, and they seem few and far between. I started walking towards the hives, only to be turned around and forced straight back into the truck by a couple of particularly angry bees. That wasn't a great start. I wasn't anywhere near the hives and they were already warning me off. It turns out i'd positioned myself directly in their current flight path and as i sat in the truck watching the sky was filled with bees flying straight past the truck outbound and another line of bees heading back to the hives moving the truck just a few meters backwards moved it nicely out of that flight path and all again was nice and calm As it was getting later in the day and it had been a long journey I decided the best course of action was in fact to unhitch the trailer, turn around and head back to my chosen location for a campsite and set everything up and enjoy the evening. It couldn't have turned out any better really. I sat on top of the moors watching the sun go down having my supper and a nice cold drink. It was perfect. The following morning, I was woken by the sound of a couple of posturing male grouse just outside the tent, would you believe? It's a very distinctive call, and I managed to get a couple of decent photographs and even a bit of video of one of them flying into the sunrise. Check out my Heather Moore's 2023 video that I posted yesterday on Patreon to see what I mean. Time then for some beekeeping. Before it became too hot, I was also shooting a video, the one that I just mentioned, showing how the colonies have performed. Hopefully you'll be able to take a look and enjoy what I've shown. The bees have done a good job, that's the first thing to say. We took colonies that had been on the borage all summer, colonies that hadn't been particularly prepared for the heather honey production, and they've still filled super upon super with heather honey. Now remember, This is my first time attempting to produce a crop of heather honey, and the most overwhelming sense is, well, one of relief, but also the smell of fresh heather honey. It's so distinctive, almost overpowering on a hot day. I have to say, the jury's still out on whether I like the smell. Perhaps I'll grow to like it if we can find a market to sell the honey into. Now, that will be the smell of honey and money. For no, let's just say it's a very strong, unique smell. Inspecting the colonies, most have produced a fully capped super of 9 or 10 frames, depending on the type of super they have. We currently have three different supers, each one slightly differently made and as such, each not really compatible with the others. It's not the best situation to have and it does mean we have to be organized to make sure that we have the same supers on each hive the cappings on the heather honey are remarkably white too i've not had time to investigate why this would be as yet but in a couple of hives we had some honey previously partly capped from the borage and it's noticeable that there is a distinctive color change where the two meet This trip was not intended for me to inspect any brood boxes. It's purely to check supers and take the honey off over the course of a couple of days. I could have probably left some of the supers that were partly filled until the beginning of next week, maybe Monday or Tuesday, but my diary dictated the trip this week, so I had already decided I would take what honey I could, leaving a super on the hives to clear the bees into. I'm hopeful given another week there may well be another crop of honey that will have been capped and can be taken off when we return the colonies to Norfolk. So hive by hive I gradually set up to clear bees and remove supers. As the weather was so nice I was able to take my time. Most colonies had two supers on and the routine was very much the same for each hive. Remove the roof and feeder check both supers for capped honey, rearrange frames so that as many fully capped frames were in one super and then add a clearer board between the two supers so that the bees moved down and out of the fully capped super and into the mostly uncapped super beneath. 32 hives and several hours later I was finished. I had arranged to meet up with the head gamekeeper for around midday on this particular day, several text messages later, and it was nearly two thirty in the afternoon, and I had finally just finished. Doesn't time simply fly by when you're into your beehives? Several of the colonies had produced two supers of capped frames of heather honey, but most were on just one fully capped, and one that may well get capped over the course of the next week. Now in commercial bee farming terms, this may not seem particularly productive, but with an average of something like 15 kilos of honey per super and the prospect of having to lift around 45 supers off 32 hives, this initial crop of heather honey appears to be coming in at maybe around 650 kilos-ish. Add to that a potential further crop of, let's say, half a super from each maybe something like seven or eight kilos from each remaining super let's say eight kilos and be positive that's another 250 kilos or thereabouts and we may even get to a ton of heather honey from our first ever foray into the wilds of north yorkshire i'm actually feeling very happy about this aspect of the trip Skipping forward to day two, the challenge for me now was literally a physical one. I had, the day before, just lifted around three quarters of a tonne of weight off and back onto the beehives, all manually. No lifting equipment here, remember, and the following morning I was going to have to lift it all off again and load the trailer. It's exhausting physical work for one person, believe me. Now comes the slight spanner in the works. The plant trailer that I mentioned earlier is wider than the previous trailers I've used and as such it was too wide for the off-road section across the moor into the beehives. We have to skirt around a very boggy patch to get to the hives and if fully loaded with heavy supers I considered that there was a chance it would simply sink under the combined weight. So I decided to load the supers onto the back of the truck drive the truck back to the trailer and then load the trailer from the truck. Talk about a workout. The first trip alone took nearly two full hours to complete and not all of the colonies had cleared from the supers as well as I had hoped so I had to use the leaf blower to blow out the remaining bees which added to the time taken. By the time I had completed phase one I was honestly shattered. The thought of doing that all over again was quite frankly too much to consider so I took what I thought was a sensible option and one that with hindsight was an obvious one of leaving the second batch of supers on the truck for the journey home. Now I started the day at around 5:30 a.m and it was around 10 a.m that I sent a message back home to say I had completed the job and was about to pack up the tent have a shower and head home. A really important point here about avoiding risks and staying in contact with someone throughout the process, regardless of where your apiary is. We all make mistakes, we all get it wrong sometimes, and if you're on your own and not telling someone what you're up to, if it goes horribly wrong, there's no backup. As it happened, my sensible approach and care taken on the trip had all worked out nicely and there were no emergencies. Makes a nice change doesn't it? (laughs) On my way back home and locally to the heather moors I couldn't help but notice the masses and masses of Himalayan balsam and rose bay willow herb that lined the stone walls along the minor roads heading on my way back to the motorway. Away from the heather there still seems to be an abundance of forage for the local pollinator populations and I can now see why many beekeepers still have supers on for this crop. It's very interesting how varied local conditions are for all of us and if you're new to beekeeping it's really important that you speak with other local beekeepers to understand what's happening for you in your area. Here I am in Norfolk saying there's no more honey crop to be had, treat and feed your bees, Yet in other parts of the country, you may be enjoying a late flurry of activity and looking at a bonus super of honey. Locally to you, there may well be a slightly different approach to your autumn preparations, and it's important to take on board that change in timings. That said, remember, you may well still need to treat for varroa and eventually feed your bees, but you might also take the approach that this late bonanza of nectar is there for the bees to store away for the winter and leave it with them. That's why beekeeping to me is so much fun, so challenging and yet so rewarding. Huge variation in how we all can manage our bees successfully through to next spring and a hobby or business where no two days are ever the same. I just love it. I'm delighted to say that the trip home was also uneventful. I arrived home on Friday around 5pm. Luckily I'd pre-arranged for some muscle to be waiting for me to help unload the honey and we got the trailer safely returned without fuss. The honey is now in the warm room as I ponder what on earth to do with it. Cut comb, extraction, crush and press it out? Heather honey is both unique and complicated in its production and I have now to work quickly to secure my crop and get it to the market. More on that perhaps in the coming weeks. Finally today the anticipated check on the two colonies from the pumpkins hasn't happened mainly because of the lack of time and the trip to the moors so with a little bit of luck I'll have a look at those this week and we'll see how they're getting on. Tune in next time and I may well have an update. Well that's it for this week don't forget to check out my website www.norfolk-honey.co.uk and for my latest videos and podcasts with more updates tips and techniques it's the same patreon page www.patreon.com forward slash norfolk honey and remember I'm Stuart Spinks and that was beekeeping short and sweet.